Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to the LA Startup Spotlight on We Are LA Tech podcast, and this is Z Holly, guest hosting for Esprit Devora. And I am so excited to have Ben Stapleton here from the LACI, LA Clean Tech Incubator. If you would, welcome. Thank Tell you. Tell us just a little Thank bit. You. What's your name, your company? Sure, yeah. sure. Um, so my name is Ben Stapleton, and uh, I'm in charge of uh, operations and facilities for the LA Clean Tech Incubator. So I essentially run the Lacretz Innovation Campus, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little yes. bit. And uh, I'm also taking over our partnerships, and would like to talk a little bit about our cluster initiatives and some of the work we're doing with some of our partners throughout the city right now. Awesome. I'm just, I've been so amazed at what... Uh, the Lacretz Innovation Campus has become. I'm really happy to actually be there, and thanks to you, you know the the um, making in LA is there as well. Um, and uh, you've had so many startups come through, so you're really an amazing resource in the region. So if you could just say a little bit about what um, what is the LA Clean Tech Incubator? Sure, sure, and and you know. The LA Clean Tech Incubator you know, was founded really about five years ago as a nonprofit to help grow the LA clean tech economy throughout the region. Um, you know, most of the past five years that we've been around, we were in a, about a 3,500 square foot converted bus repair building down the street from where we are now. So it was literally our garage that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had chairs from the 70s. Our backs hurt. We looked like most nonprofits that you would walk into. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's like the real way to get started, right? It is. Scrappy. It totally you know? is. And actually, I think it was really good for us. I think a lot of incubators start with space, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a lot of what they focus on, and we actually didn't have any space, so we really focused mm-hmm. on the ecosystem and how we create an ecosystem and the value we're adding for the companies in our portfolio, and I think that's reflected today in really the services we offer to help the companies grow, and that when we entered the whole concept of the Lacretz Innovation Campus, which had been under development for, depending on where you start the clock, seven or eight years. Oh my God, I remember seven or so <laughs> years ago, I was being toured around that whole area, and I'm like, what? I I don't know if I see the vision yet. There was nothing <laughs> there. I mean, I, some yeah. It's uh, it's funny how many people have touched that project over the years. Literally, hundreds of people at some point have helped nudge that project along, and I I think it's because a lot of us here kind of share this vision that L A can be a big part of the solution for the future and, and mm-hmm. helping to create uh, a cleaner world for all of us. But you know, a lot of the big problems that we experience as a city, which are big problems everywhere, but traffic, water. Uh, waste, mm-hmm. you know, LA is actually really well positioned to help be a big part of the solution for those problems. Yeah, what better place? I mean, we, have, you know, you know this when you, you talk about, you know, your program and what you're doing, but uh, obviously one of the largest manufacturing bases in the country, uh, the port here is, you know, over 40% of the goods for the country enter through our ports. We have major universities and research institutions here that can be big parts of the solution. Our LA problem tends to be we don't communicate very well with each other. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the, the center of Hollywood storytelling right, of right, the world, and right. we're not telling our own story very well. Well, it's, it's, it's that's what they say about everyone, right? It's it's always the doctor right. who needs the who needs the help the most. But uh, <laughs> you know, in, in you know, how we've kind of evolved in the last year with you know moving into the Lacretz Innovation Campus. You know, for us, it, it was funny. I spent probably about two years um, working on that project, kind of in the back of that garage I described a little bit earlier. And 
really researching what made places like that sort of successful at the end of the day. And it all comes down to community. And mm-hmm. uh, that's an art, not a science, right? Mm-hmm. And so we really went out and tried to get some of the folks that we saw creating the future of LA and get them to mm-hmm. co-locate with us. You know, we're, we're a clean tech incubator, but we've always had sort of a social lean and a social bent. And, mm-hmm. you know, in our opinion, really, technology can't make an impact unless it gets to the people who need it. And unless it gets to those, and I think in a truly sustainable society who haven't participated in, uh, you know, technology revolutions in the past as much, those in disadvantaged communities, you know. Um, and we brought some of the folks that we thought were leading some of the future of LA into the group with us, or into the building with us, you know, Ciclavia, uh, who's brought, you know, tens of thousands of people together here in the city and exposed neighborhoods here in LA that haven't had that before. River LA, um, which is leading all development on the LA River, Climate Resolve, which is one of the policy leaders in the country on climate policy. So we can integrate these technology companies mm-hmm. with them to help. That's so amazing. It, well, yeah. and, and, and it's funny because we get these questions all the time. Like, why, you know, why is this, <laughs> why is this group here? You know, what do they have to do with tech? And I'm like, well, you know, the people they work with, those people who you end up using the technology and how you focus it yep. and how do you get involved in projects and actually, you know, work on bigger things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that connectivity, you know, for us, we set out to sort of make that, that facility sort of the epicenter of clean tech in L.A., I think we've done that to a certain extent over the past year. Now, how do we make it? It's crazy. You go in there and it's just buzzing with activity. That's great to hear. It was exactly a year ago. Well, even just a tad over a year ago. We we hosted our summit. That's right. Urban Manufacturing Our first event before we moved in. I was worried we'd have to wear hard hats for that event because you had to Can can I tell you now, I was also a little bit worried that you'd have to wear hard hats. (laughs) Yeah. I I kind of, people were like, oh, no, it'll be fine. I'm like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. But it was, uh, yeah, and it it was empty. And now it's just, uh, yeah, you could barely get a a desk. Well, and. And, you know, it's it's something that needs to be curated and focused over time. And how do we focus that energy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the day, we want to build great companies, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, helping those companies get better access to clients, to mm-hmm. resources. Um, you know, what we're doing now with a lot of our, our cluster initiatives. So about a year ago, we started looking at as we scale, how do we provide better value to our companies and to our partners? How do we make a bigger impact? Mm-hmm. So we started realigning everything we do along these different industry clusters. So transportation, water, uh, waste, energy ag and food science mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like maybe I missed one there. Is that six? I don't know. Anyway, we have, yeah. we have six industry have clusters. clusters. Uh, but we've been, we basically get these working groups together once a quarter. We talk about issues around the center of technology, uh, innovation and sustainability. So the, the, that epicenter there. Mm-hmm. We get groups in the room and talk about, okay, what are, what are some of the issues you're dealing with? What are some of your tech challenges? Uh, we have a couple of our portfolio companies typically present for feedback. And then we say, okay, now that we're getting a sense of what are the challenges everyone's dealing with, you know, can LACI, a nonprofit with a good track record of going after public funding, can we design programs that help solve issues? Um, and I'm excited about a couple projects we have there that, you know, it's taking the portfolio companies and the technology we have, but pushing that out in a, into the market in a way mm-hmm. that can really help make an impact. Um, if if I could talk about a couple examples yeah, of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a program, we worked with Fax, FAST, which is Fixing Angelino Stuck in Traffic. <laughs> uh, great organization name, by the way. Uh-huh. Um they're a nonprofit to uh, basically we went after a grant from Metro to develop uh, a shared use mobility center, a um, traffic management organization for downtown L.A., which never existed before, which still kind of blows me away, uh, to help reduce traffic count, improve safety and reduce the impacts of traffic on, on the climate in downtown L.A. We have a set geographic area. Um, we're going to offer a portfolio of mobility services to developers, property owners, people who live there, people who come to work there. And essentially, um, Metro funded that program for us, and it's a testbed for new technology. So we have several of our portfolio companies 
Now they have a way to take this tech to market in a defined area that has a goal and has impacts. And then Metro is looking at us to say, hey, if stuff works in that program, we want to elevate that into a, into a, mm-hmm. you know, a greater program throughout the region. So we saw a problem. We tried to develop a program that, that helped solve that. And then one of the programs I'm super excited about in our, um, that came out of our ag and food science cluster was um, you know, we, we talked about these different program ideas. We came up with this concept for a community tech garden. So like a community garden, mm-hmm. but showcasing how to do urban ag. Uh, using less energy and less water, um, you know, really help tackle that problem of food deserts, uh, but in, in a way that embraces technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've now got 10 organizations out of that cluster group of ours that are all committed to making this project happen. We have a site now that we've identified in Watts. Knock on wood, we'll be able to pull this off. And it's an acre. It's next to a school. Uh, we'll be able to showcase uh, several portfolio companies that do uh, urban ag using LED lights. Yeah, I think you've had lo- local roots. You've spoken to them in the past. That they would, they're going to have a demo. Yeah, on there. the art of manufacturing podcast. There, there we go. A little plug there. <laughs> yeah. Little, little plug. Um, and we have a company that uses gasification to create energy. So in trade, um, they basically take woody waste and they can take agricultural waste, food waste, produce power out of that. They're going to have a small demo unit on site. Nice. Uh, we have some wastewater companies and water testing companies to be on site. So you start to put that together in a community that you know, we're talking about in Watts, you know, a place where people probably don't grow a lot of food locally and expose them to the, the fact that there's technology there that can help uh, them solve some of that issue of, of food deserts within our city and get that in, you know, in front of the youth that are there every day. And to that, to me, that's like that's us looking at the future and technology and helping these right. companies get to market, but in a way that makes impact. But what do you, you're doing so much and you're doing so much good and having so much impact. How are you funded? How are you funding all these programs? Such, such a great question. <laughs> and uh, the short answer always has any way we can. Um, <laughs> the long answer is, you know, it's really a variety of, of, of sources. You know, we get some funding here from local economic development, but um, that's not, you know, it's not a great way to build an organization or a business. You know, it's those funds come and go. They're subject to political whims, which, mm-hmm. Uh, can change from time to time, as we know. <laughs> um, so for us, you know, we've built relationships with Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase. We have grants from the Department of Energy, the California Energy Commission, the SBA, and then actually a big part of my job right now is to trying to develop relationships with partners, um, big corporate partners. And now that we have a story to tell, you know, how can they be part of that story? In you know, a lot of people talk about tech, but not a lot of people are talking about tech with the capability to really improve the world and affect climate change really trying to tell those stories with big partners to come in in a big way to make an impact. And so, you know, being at the Kretz Innovation Campus, that was a big part of us being self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, as you know, we have events there almost every mm-hmm. day. We have a Amazing. huge prototyping center yeah. we're opening up. Yeah. I'm going to plug that a little bit oh, here. absolutely. Uh, which is actually just opening in January to the public. And, you know, we have a, a CNC shop there, a 3D print shop, welding shop, an electronics lab, and a wet lab. Um, you cannot typically find, as you know, uh, shop and lab environments in the same space. Yeah. And so we're opening this to the public in January. Um, you know, it's really focused on prototyping, R&D, and advanced manufacturing. But it's a, it's a maker, you know, maker space through membership, 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 model. membership model. So, yeah. um, you know, look, look us up, you know, yeah. uh, Advanced Prototyping Center at, at, at LACI. Um, but, you know, all those things together will, you know, will make us self-sustaining at this point. But now when we talk about programs like this, now we got to go out and find partners yeah. to build those out, right? And that's that's the challenge. But someone's got to do that. Like, who else is going to do that in a region, right? And, and you know, I know you, you you've been around the city long enough to remember the, a lot of the good work the CRA was doing oh, yeah. here locally. Um, and I think it really hurt us as a city when we lost those kinds of groups that were doing some of that local on the ground work. We have a lot of nonprofits here that are doing that. Yeah. Um, but I see that as kind of you know our role going forward to convene these people around or you know in organizations around these issues. 
and take our companies and try to elevate them. Absolutely. Right? And I think that just anybody who's interested in seeing what the future has to hold in the clean tech, like go and visit LHC. You, do, you guys do tours on Friday afternoons, right? Friday's at noon. Friday's yeah, at noon. noon. Every so, Friday so at noon. where are you located? Just to... uh, we're in the Arts District. Um, you know, I'm sure most people maybe know where the Earth Cafe is in the Arts District. Um, but we're right at, uh, at Fifth and Hewitt. Um, Arts District Park, which just opened up about yeah, two months ago. It's a very cool park. It's Half Acre Park is at our back door. So if you make it there, you should be able to find us. <laughs> we're, the, we're the building next door. So how many people are on the team? I have to be honest. Like every time I, I, I email somebody who I think is in a certain role, they've like now moved and you've brought another to, into a different role and bring someone <laughs> else because you keep growing uh, and adding people. So. Yeah. So it's part of our element of mystery. We just like, keep doing absolutely. that to confuse you. I have no you. idea. Yeah, it's like just a shell to, game. Just to confuse you. Uh, you know, that, that's a great question. So actually two years ago, we were about we were eleven people, and now we're over forty. Um, oh my goodness! And you know, it's actually a big challenge. I think for our organization, any organization, as you grow, especially in the nonprofit world too, which is sort of a new world to me, is you know where do you focus mm-hmm. and how do you prioritize things? Because it's it's so easy to get carried away with like we can do all these great things that can make all kind of impact, but you only have a finite amount of time, you only have a finite amount of people, finite yeah. amount of resources. How do you focus that in a way? Uh, that's really providing value back, and and for us, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about our companies. You know, mm-hmm. how do we help the companies in our portfolio um, be successful and be be good companies? Because that's you know, when they are successful because of what they do, it's going to make a, an impact. So. And what um how has how are you scaling this impact? You have this network you wanted you, you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so so our our focus right now on trying to scale that impact is trying to grow the number of companies. Uh, we're also setting up some satellites. So and how we, many companies do you have? We have 42 companies in the portfolio right now, mm-hmm. um, and we've had 64 involved over the past five years. And we're not an accelerator, so we make an open-ended commitment to our companies mm-hmm. to help them grow, and, and as long as the relationship makes sense, it makes sense for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of, of how are we going to make an impact to that network, you know, really it's the, that those cluster meetings are kind of our focus. We have over 600 different folks now involved in those meetings. Um, wow. Over 200 organizations. and. We want to keep growing that and then really go after programs for the benefit of the region and get those funded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while pulling through more companies, you know, our, our dream is to sort of be at, you know, 100 companies within the next within the next two years. And I think that's doable. Um, and, you know, we built a model in terms of how we work with the companies where we can really um, we can really scale. So um, you want me to talk to me about some of the resources we provide for startups? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Uh, we have 12 executives in residence now um, who work with uh, work with our companies. Each one has three or four assigned to them. Uh, they meet with them at least weekly. And then we have some specialists in residence who help up with certain issues. So we have someone who focuses full-time on helping them raise capital, uh, helps you know work on their financial models, uh, put together due diligence materials when they're ready to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, going out to raise funds is not just a question necessarily of angels or VCs, you know. Debt can sometimes be an option. Mm-hmm. And if you have customers, why go through the hassle of doing other things? So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered there. Uh, we have people who focus on HR issues, hiring, firing, contracts. We have people who focus on um, branding and marketing. And our whole team is these really are, there to help make that happen. These are amazing resources. How do companies? How are companies eligible to take part in this? Um, so we have an online application. Um, you know, anybody anybody can fill it out. Uh, uh-huh. We get about 15 to 20 applications a month, and then as a team. Um, so how do you get past that velvet rope? <laughs> is, there, is there a velvet rope? It's, uh, you know, a lot of people, we meet a lot of people now, and oftentimes we'll reach and accelerate the process for folks. It really only takes about two months to make it in to our portfolio, but, you know, our team, we have someone who manages our pipeline. Mm-hmm. We evaluate companies on about 30 different kind of criteria and questions. Um, and, you know, ultimately, we, you know, we decide as a team, do we want to bring them in to interview? 
we'll bring him in an interview. And then at the end of the day, it's funny how, you know, people can talk about market and scalability and all this kind of stuff. It, it, for me, really, I think that it comes down to people. Mm-hmm. You know, and do I, do I feel like these people can take this company and make it into something? I mean, you guys are investors. You know? You're not investing money as much as the Correct. other resources. Although so we, we're raising make... a fund. I hope we yeah. can do that one day. Yeah, yes. no, that's great. But, you know, regardless, you're, you're investing resources. Correct. So it's really important to be targeted in that. Um, it, is, it is. And it's, it's tough because I feel like a lot of um, – we have a lot of debate in our executive and residence team, which is I actually kind of enjoy the debate about, you know, we're picking companies to invest in or we're picking in companies that we think we can turn to mm-hmm. make a difference and to change how they approach things. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> the answer is yes. It, well, well, but but yeah. that's kind of the question, because if you look at companies too much like you're investing in them, well, then our job is to help them. Mm-hmm. And so really, is it the companies that come to us and we're like, mm, you're not really running your business model the right way? Is that a bigger opportunity for us to actually turn that company and mm-hmm. turn into something that it could be? Uh, because they're on the wrong path, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they're not mutually exclusive. No, not yeah. not at all. Yeah, absolutely. All. So, so what inspired the creation of the LA CleanTech Incubator? Um, you know, it really spun out of the mayor's office. Um, you have to hand it to Mayor Villagrosa. Hopefully, I, hopefully I said that right. I, I feel like I always mess that up. Um, you know, who was a former former mayor, former yeah. mayor of LA, and um, you know, people may have their opinions about him one way or the other, but. Uh, I, I've worked with a ton of people who came out of his administration. He did a really good job of surrounding himself with really smart people. Yeah. Uh, and I think that does take this, that's a quality of leadership, right? Absolutely, and to surround yeah. yourself with smarter mm-hmm. people than you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it really came out of, you know, seeing the movement in the clean tech industry. There originally was this goal to really establish the Arts District South past the, the 10 in, in downtown LA as a clean tech corridor. Um, and that's kind of how I came across uh, the team from LACI sort of before it even in, in, had become something. Uh, I was doing real estate work. I remember you came into my office. Yeah. I had just moved back to L.A. Mm-hmm. 11, 10 years ago. And uh, you were doing some – you had a lot of vision around creating community <laughs> with real estate. So uh, Maybe. I mean, I, I think, you know, for me, you know, it's funny. I, I, I had always wanted to go into this industry, in the clean, the clean tech industry. I saw – I was doing real estate work, you know, on the corporate side, tenant rep work, working with, with companies, mainly in technology and manufacturing mm-hmm. and – this was sort of my way into that. Um, but, you know, I worked a lot in that corridor uh, with yeah. the CRA and with other folks to help make that happen. And, and at the end of the day, there isn't really a clean tech corridor, yeah. uh, although that could still happen. But there is an arts district. And I think yeah. actually a lot of what is the arts district today actually benefited from that focus of energy and effort by the mayor's office. Yeah. And LACI and, and being there in that campus is really sort of the end, the end result of all that effort. Uh, and we're just starting, right? You know, we've, we've been there a year yeah. now. So. Are you from LA? I'm a native. I'm a native yeah. here. So that's not, yeah. you know, you don't meet a lot of natives. <laughs> <laughs> you don't meet a, not a lot of no. You don't meet a lot of natives. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a place where people come and go. But now people are increasingly staying. It's a really uh, there's a it's an interesting time to be in LA. I, I do agree. It's interesting. You know, it's funny for me having been here my whole life. I, I actually grew up in the Valley, so I'm a I'm, me a, too. I'm a Valley boy for what for what it's worth. Where? Uh, Northridge. Oh my God! Well, I was in Woodland Hills. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> right awesome. around the corner. Yeah, Reseda and Nordoff, right there, yeah. right there by CSUN. Um, but my mom went to CSUN. She for did her master's. Yeah. I told myself I would go anywhere but CSUN, <laughs> so I went to UCLA. So I was pretty yeah. close. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty close. Um, but having you know been my whole life for the LA, and I, I really I've, I've enjoyed traveling a lot, and uh, my wife too. And every time we come back here, I'm always kind of like, you know what, our life is pretty pretty good here. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of. You have to deal with people, and there's a cost on your time to do yeah. that. But I definitely think in LA, especially being in the real estate world, you know, it's, I've, I've seen almost every part of the city. Mm-hmm. And having worked in manufacturing real estate, I can probably yeah. say that. Um, you know, LA has been in sort of this renaissance for the past uh, six or seven years, and 
I think that bleeds into a lot of things. And in, in the tech world, you, know, you get a couple of those successful, you know, the, the sort of the, the, the children of MySpace, right, mm-hmm. years ago that have, you know, once that money gets into a place, and you see this in the Silicon Valley, just obviously on a, a much right. bigger scale. Well, and the key is for people know. to stay in tech and Correct. start because there were actually, uh, what, like in the 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 bubble, like around uh, 1999, 2000, there were like some amazing, 90s, amazing companies here mm-hmm. in LA, but a lot of the founders then just either moved or they just yes. retired and they didn't reinvest. But now they're starting actually to get back engaged. It is. And, you know, I used to do this. Oftentimes I'd work with the mayor's office when companies would come to L.A. and they try to figure out, hey, does it make sense for us to locate here or not? And we'd basically be competing with other cities. And they'd always come to me because my job was to help them find the right real estate and put together a deal. And, you know, they'd say, look, it's more expensive here. I got to pay X amount for, for, for my employees. I got these infrastructure costs and transportation. I'm, you know, they may be looking at a brand new building in Texas, and they've got a, mm-hmm. a building from the '60s here, and they're like, "Excuse me." Um, but what I always talk to them about is it, it's it should really think about your revenue potential here, mm-hmm. think about the client base here, think about your access to customers here, and you know, if you focus too much on costs and not enough about revenue, you may be missing the opportunity at the end of the day. And yeah. uh, and, and I think Cal- LA and California in general, there's a lot of good things happening here. Um, Sure, you know things may be more expensive to in terms of a cost of living to be here. Last I checked, you know? California economy is doing better than Texas is. So <laughs> yes, I think, I think I think we're fifth or sixth in the world now. Sixth in the world. Yeah, yeah. well, and even yeah. in terms of growth, so I yes. think that you're right. Like, if you have a cost cutting mentality, Correct. that's not an innovative mentality. No, we don't need those companies. <laughs> <laughs> Just forget about those companies. Uh, yeah. So. Um, how has LA ex- helped accelerate your growth? I mean, obviously, you're based in LA, clean data yeah. incubator, but you know, how how is that? Uh, how have you guys been able to tap into the resources in LA? That's a, that's a great question. You know, I I think it kind of comes back to there are a lot of resources here, but we don't communicate with each other that mm-hmm. much, and so I think really it takes a lot of boots on the ground work. You know, and and you know, we've been around about five years now this month, really reaching out to people, sort of building that network locally and connecting people. Uh, and you know, as you know, it's a battle coming from LA fighting yeah. against the Bay Area, Boston, you know, yeah. other hubs around when the people, country. When I left know? Boston to move back ten years ago, years ago, people were like, "What are you doing moving <laughs> to LA? You crazy?" You, like, I think you were crazy. What just, took, just, you know. Yeah, I am, but that's irrelevant. But what took me so long is all right. I can say. <laughs> well, you know, LA has a way of sinking its hooks into people, and yeah. I, uh, I always have friends. You know, everyone here has friends who are from the Bay Area moved down here. And they're like, oh, I can't stand LA. They're here for like a year, and then two years, and yeah. then, you know, like, so how do you feel now? They're like, yeah, it's okay. And then after three or four years, they're like, yeah, I can't imagine living anywhere else. Well, I think know? we've really hit an inflection point now that people who move here. Uh, they've just moved here. They say they love it. So I remember hmm. a few years ago, it would only be people that had been here for two years right. or so that really liked it. That's true. But people seem to really get because I think that it's probably I think it's friendlier now, better yes. connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that that's and you're. I think that's really exciting. What your focus is is really on that community building. Tell us a little bit about the, your role, actually, with the um, my role. Well, you know, it's kind of <laughs> uh, at, at this point, I kind of handle a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, like I said, I manage the campus, and then I, I handle uh, our partnerships now at this point, as well as our cluster activities, which I really see as sort of a, 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 a piece of partnerships or building partnerships with these industry clusters, uh, and that's really my role now. And, and for me, I'm honestly, you know. I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store. This is like all the things that I love and I'm interested in, you know. Yeah. Um, real estate is obviously a piece of that, but I've always been sort of a, a tech geek. And, and uh, I actually, years ago when I went to, when I applied to go to business school, I went, I went to Marshall here, mm-hmm. um, 
was I wrote a whole, my whole application was all about social entrepreneurship and creating companies that create, you know, social change because their products make sense. Well, you were ahead of your time. services make sense. That was not as popular back then. <laughs> uh, no. And, and uh, but, you know, it, it, it's funny because I, I, you know, if you ask me, like, did I plan to be here? No, but I literally love, I couldn't be happier to be, you know, in, in this job and really grateful for that. Um, you know, and, and I think that's rare that that happens in life. So. What resources in LA do you recommend? Uh, well, it depends what you're, what you're talking about. I mean, for tech, you know, if people listening to the podcast that are into tech um, want to get more connected. If I were just coming, landed in LA. Yeah. Um, you know, I may not be as up on as much on the sort of like silic- Silicon Beach tech scene. Um, in, nah, but that's okay. Like, what is your, so from the yeah, standpoint so, of... So from where I said, you know, in the clean tech world, you know, I, you know, a lot of people sort of, you know, get different value out of networking groups, right? And I kind of believe like what you put into those groups is what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at some of the, the entry-level groups that bring people together and, and in the clean tech world, um, you got like YPE, so Young Professionals in Energy. Um, even look at like LAVA, the LA Venture Association, mm-hmm. and like, you know, they have groups that get together and meetups. And th- those things become channels for you to get access to other people. Yep. Um, uh, what other groups, you know, the, the, the Tech Coast Angels here are a very interesting group if you're able to get to that level where you can kind of pitch to them. They have great, great resources. Um, you know, if you're coming from the hardware side, uh, as you know, there's a, a number of different makerspaces that have popped up here around yep. the city. Um, and I feel like that community is still in, in the place of like, how do we figure out how to connect yeah. with each other? And I actually hope that's a place that we can play a role in, in cool. bringing those different makerspaces together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's a lot of resources here. You know, LA probably like most places is all about that that networking, yeah. right? Um, and that's really the hard part is getting out there. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We're actually for the makerspaces too. We had, and we're going to relaunch it on the makeitinla.org site, um, a map of the makerspaces. Oh, awesome. Yeah. We just need to up. up update it because there's so much new information obviously the advanced prototyping center and yeah it's changing so fast um it's it's actually it's interesting because i think there's a lot of pent-up demand here in la for for years and and i think the hope was that tech shop was going to open here and that Mm kind of didn't happen and so i think you have a lot of people who had kind of like invested energy and time waiting for that and are Mm -hmm. now like you know what we're going to do our own thing and and make that happen absolutely so um what tech la tech companies or talent have you come across lately i mean you come across so many companies like what what are the ones that are really exciting and impress you the most um you know i'm going to talk about some of our our companies maybe a little bit just because hey i'm I'm here and, and, and why not um you know i think out of our portfolio you know i really like local roots you know um you know what they're doing in terms of looking at uh, urban agriculture and using super efficient LEDs and um, you know water recycling and then having that all run through algorithms and machines that really control how each plant is getting individual light at specific wavelength yep. and specific amount of water um, based on the stage of its growth and the time in its cycle and you start to get you know attach how you provide resources to grow something to algorithms that are constantly updating about how they do that. That kind of stuff kind of kind of kind of blows my mind, mm-hmm. um, but you know I see that as kind of the future of how we'll be a lot more or a lot less resource intensive when we do things. Um, Hive Lighting, you know, is one of our portfolio companies. Has been with us about four years. Um, you know, they were really focused on plasma lighting for a long time, and they just came out with a new LED light that they completely designed on campus at mm-hmm. the Advanced Prototyping Center. Another plug there, um, but. Uh, that light's amazing. I mean, they have an LED light. I think it's 90% more efficient than uh, similar lights that are used out there. They can hit every wavelength in the spectrum. So they have red, green, red, green, blue, or whatever the other different lights are. And you can fine tune each one all in one light uh, that produces very, like almost no heat and is super energy efficient. Uh, I think they just got nominated for technical Oscar actually. Yes. And, and like, 
that's it's just great to see that kind of stuff coming out of LA. Um, and the, there is mm-hmm. so much, and especially we get a lot of we're starting to finally get a lot of credit around the Silicon Beach. Some people call it. I hate that term, but mm-hmm. you know the LA, that side. And I, I think that what we don't get enough credit for is the hardware and the Correct. the manufacturing based startups. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I really love the all you know just the, the support that you give in that in that area. Um, if you had one ask of the community, what would that be? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think if I had one ask of the community, the tech community, I, I think it would it would be. I, I honestly believe we're one of LA's best kept secrets at this point. And words know, getting out though. Words might be so. getting out, but I do want you know. I, I think it would be about get out there and, and get connected and get involved. Um, I think it's easy for us to get in our silo of working on what we're working on every day. And, you know, it's been really eye-opening for me, especially in these cluster groups. Once you start communicating with other people about what your problems are in terms of what you're dealing with in your business, what your goals are, people naturally become motivated to sort of help you. Mm -hmm. And um, that's been really a a great learning experience for me in that what you you put out there a lot of times the universe will will bring back to you Mm -hmm. uh, if you have good intent about it. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's just about, you know, if I could ask any of the community here, it's, it's get involved and... Think about what you do, not just as a vehicle to, to make money, um, but how can you create a social impact with that as well? Because, you know, if we can all do well by doing good, and I know that sounds, you know, sort of hokey, but yeah. I think but it's really possible. It's really, yeah. yeah. It's an important message. Yeah. Yeah. So how do people connect with you? Uh, well, you can email me at, at ben at laci.org, uh, and you can come tour the campus any, any awesome. Friday at noon. And on social media, what, how, how do you find LACI? Ooh, that's a great question. I should I should know that. Um I would just go to our website first at, <laughs> at laci.org. Okay. I, I'm trying to remember our Twitter handle. I don't want to, I'd rather not butcher it. Than, I had uh, it. I think I know, but I don't have yeah. a We'll put it in the notes. <laughs> I, sh- I should have come prepared with that. Yeah. We will, we will have it in the notes though. Yeah. So great. Um, I'm so happy that you can make it because, you know, just, uh, you know, the LACI has been a huge support for me and with the Make It in LA initiative and having us, uh, you know, housed at the, at the, Lacrette's Innovation. We're very happy to have you there. Yeah, it's just, and and just all the different startups that you've supported. And it's been a long time, you know, that you've been developing it. It doesn't happen overnight. And uh, you're still a startup in a way. Yes. But it's (laughs) awesome to see just burgeoning and uh, the support that you have and the tentacles that you have out really globally through your network. Yes. um, Thank you very much. Yeah, it's really neat to see that. So everyone, check it out. Go see, go get a tour. It's really amazing. Really amazing facility. And uh, to connect deeper into the LA Tech community, you can go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. And if you love hearing from more inspiring entrepreneurs, especially in that hardware and manufacturing space, you can check out my podcast, The Art of Manufacturing. It's a behind-the-scenes look at how entrepreneurs who make stuff are trying to make it in their industries. Search for The Art of Manufacturing on your favorite podcast player or go to makeitinla.org slash listen. Thanks for tuning in. This is Z Holly in for Esprit Devora. Thanks for listening to We Are LA Tech. Huge shout out and thank you to Betalist. Betalist is amazing. I've used Betalist for my past startups. Betalist gains you early traction to your startup while it's still in beta. Go to betalist.com slash we are LA tech. That's betalist.com slash we are LA tech. Thank you for powering the We Are LA Tech podcast. To get text alerts when new episodes come out, text 310 310- Eight seven two two four two three. That's three one zero eight seven two two four two three. We are LA Tech, hosted by Spree Devora, has been a WeAreTech.fm production. 
Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.